Hello, welcome to Men Like That. Every single word you hear is a joke, even when it's not funny. Now sit back and listen to piano, I mean... This is episode one of Men Like That. This is our first episode ever, and uh, it's a learning experience. <laughs> it's a learning experience, and I think we can get... Are you currently recording? That's what... That's what those bars mean? The bars with the color mean that we're we're live now. What? Uh, what's up? Well... <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I th- we're just so new to podcasting. <laughs> I thought that when you asked that question, it would come naturally. But if like, come on, Vin, don't overthink it. <laughs> if you were to ask that question and say we already recorded two seasons that were online for everyone to listen to, yeah. and maybe two additional seasons that we thought we uploaded but didn't, <laughs> let's say this was season five. In that scenario, if you were to ask me what was up, I would know exactly what to say. <laughs> but because that because that hasn't happened, yeah, sure, I'm a little blanked. I'm a little blanked out. So, well, okay. So here's something. Yep. I'm surprised this didn't jump immediately to my mind mm-hmm. because I think it is pretty significant in that I've become a professional glass blower since, um, I was going to say since season four ended, but this is the first episode we've ever done. So hey, that wouldn't make sense. That would, that would make sense. Tell me what is it? What is it? Glass blowing? What is it? So even I'm professional, but still learning the ropes. I tried to make a glass helmet and it didn't go well. Uh, several people died in the testing phase. So you're you're professional in that you're taking commissions. Yes. But you don't know exactly what you're doing just yet. No. And not, in fairness to me, I just haven't figured out the crash part yet because the glass helmets look fantastic. <laughs> and then once they fall, obviously, um, there's a, that's there's, where the problem there's starts. There's a form but. over function sort of situation yeah. you're caught in. Mm-hmm. And you're, you need to decide whether you are Steve Wozniak or Joni Ive. So here, we're going to find out. Okay. I think over the course of your bl- glass blowing career. We'll over find the out. course of season one, perhaps? Season one. We're not, we're out of the season game, I think. We're out of it. Well, it's weird to sort of try to apply a seasonal structure to something that only exists for about 15 minutes now, in like one episode. So I don't know how we could do that. <laughs> What's up with you, Joe? Well, Am I getting that right? It's Joe, right? Yep, still Joe. I think since the last time we had a show, I bought a home. Premier learning experience so that I could then teach others how to do so many new things. You bought a home? Yeah. Since the last time we had a show, but we've never had a show, so you just bought a home, is what you're saying. I guess, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, this is a how-to podcast, Vin. I, do you want to tell us how you bought a home? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't I don't want to okay. get into that because I want... I want to reframe the show and this is sort of an announcement both i'm using you in place of the listener to tell you but you already know because we had like a pre-show and everything right this is just like a mechanism to really inform the listener that men like that i think we we were trying to tell you what what we thought you wanted to know and now we're vin and i have decided that it's time for you to tell us what you want to know Mm -hmm. and that's where we're at we took a vote yeah on where the direction of the show was going to head Mm mm-hmm and since uh, two of our friends couldn't make it, mm-hmm. and it's just us two, yeah, and you have the tiebreaker vote, yeah. I didn't realize when doling out responsibilities when there's only two people 
that one person having a tiebreaker essentially means there's only one decision maker now. <laughs> but that's how the cookie crumbled. Or to use a more apt metaphor, that's how the glass broke. Yes. <laughs> glass breaks. It's what you do next, right? Um, I'm looking forward maybe. to all of your. I'm looking forward to all of your wisdom delivered to us via glass metaphors and glass blowing jargon. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my favorite part of the upcoming episodes. I just hope that people still have Netflix. Like people out in the world, our listeners? Yes. Our readers? Because obviously, can you hear that? Of yeah. course I can okay. hear that. <laughs> it's a new stand. I thought you could whack it a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> That's not what happens to microphone stands over time, that they become more loud as you tap them. Well, we're here to learn, right? Everyone's <laughs> no. here to Well, we're not here to no, learn. No, no, no. We're the teachers. We're the teachers. Do you want to get into it? I think, yeah, you want to get into some some uh, step-by-step instructions for our listeners? I do. And if you're listening at home, you can write into men like that by going to bit.ly men hyphen like hyphen that hyphen request. <laughs> wow, that's such an easy link to remember and type in. <laughs> yeah, you're dang right. Maybe say it again. I think everyone got it the first time because it's an easy link to remember, but Bit, just in case. Bit.ly slash men hyphen like hyphen that hyphen request. Okay. We'll get a better, you know, we're, we're, this is early days. We'll get a better URL this in the future. This is just the first episode. We'll get another URL. Man, the default URL was a bunch of like random numbers and letters. So like, this is an improvement. Trust me. Ooh. Ooh. Trust me. So in the spirit of being helpful. Yeah. You want to kick things off? We have a whole bunch of submissions mm-hmm. from adults, yeah, which do. are the sort of the superior form of human. <laughs> However, yeah. we're not exclusory in any means. And children also need help. And children also have earlier bedtimes. <laughs> so we got to get them out of the way first so they can still <laughs> listen. You want to get right into the kids' help? I do. We have to because they have to go to bed. Yeah, they have to go to bed. Like, their parents called me (laughs) six times already. They still call. They don't text. They call. No, they call because they're they're older. Yeah. They're not hip with the texting. Let's help them. (sighs) Let's help them. All right. So here we go. We got a question from Lyndall from Svalbard. How many cookies can I eat before dinner without ruining my appetite? Ooh, (laughs) that's a good question, Lyndall. The answer is zero. (laughs) and now that your parents aren't listening lindell we'll give you the real answer joe take it away 25 give or take yeah 25 i'll tell you why because ruining your appetite is very much a subjective thing my my grandmother i think was really like the proponent of the ruining your appetite campaign (laughs) or early on in my life as i've grown up i've decided like i'll be the judge of i'll be the judge of that yeah appetite's just fine and also uh nutrition is sort of a big hoax also subjective yeah and that children will grow up sort of no no matter what they eat they'll grow up to be big and strong i um in in my move over to a to a uh, plant-based diet over the past year and a half have watched a lot of propaganda i mean documentaries which plant-based uh, diet yeah is that why there's a cookie tree in the backyard now <laughs> It's the first show, folks. We'll get better. <laughs> oh, and I and I remember hearing a uh, like a study was done uh, on like the human metabolism, I guess, in the fifties. Okay. And 
the kids are interested in this one, so keep going. Yeah, the ki- this is this is important for the children navi- navigating ki- kiddom. For like sixty days or something, uh, a group of of human beings ate only an apple and Wonder Bread, and that's it. And like they lost hypertension and like lost weight and really? uh, went from diabetic to not diabetic. And- so what you're saying is that Lindell doesn't have to worry about his appetite. He can substitute the apple for a cookie mm-hmm. and just cookie and Wonder Bread and his hypertension will disappear. <laughs> Little Lindell. Little Lindell from Svalbard. Thanks for writing in that you have your answer. Now you can go to bed. That's yeah. going to be my catchphrase on this show. We have to get better at distilling our bit. complex answers into like... A childlike a, form. Elevator pitch, childlike form. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got another question from a child if we could practice on this Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Let's do it. Oh, cute, cute little guy. This is Ben from YouTube writing in. Ben from YouTube asks, how do I get girls to debate me? Mm, ben from YouTube. Let's see. Vin, do you have any ideas off the top of your head? Uh, you could ask them. You could ask them. I know talking to girls is a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, it's just getting them to see you, obviously, because their vision doesn't work sort of like one-to-one. It's not a one-to-one. You got to be kind of far away, so you do have to yell a little bit it's for them to hear you. distance-based optical sensor they yeah. have. I understand why Ben's a little nervous about it. Same. It's not easy to, you know, go up to a woman. I mean, a girl. This is a child question, of course. Sure, of course. To go up to a girl and then back up 15 feet and yell do you want to debate but it's what you got to do do you what do you think he what do you think ben wants to debate about i'm not sure maybe um best ice cream flavors uh whether or not to use training wheels okay whether like what would be the downside and the upside of a training wheel well it i guess it depends on what kind of helmet you have if you have a glass one i'd recommend keeping the training wheels on until we get out of that prototype stage but (laughs) do you have like sort of a you mentioned you were a professional. Yes. Do you have a, like a return policy or? No. No, it's just sort of like a thanks for your business. See you next time kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too sidetracked from Ben here. This show isn't about me, Joe. So. I, I beg to differ, but yeah, okay. We can get back. <laughs> we can get back <laughs> because to Ben's got to go to bed. Ben's got to go to bed. So I'm what sorry. do you? How to get a girl to debate you? I, I'd say first things first, right? Decide what you want to debate about because on the off chance they agree to it, right? Mm-hmm. You want to have something cocked and loaded. Right. Loaded and cocked? That is the that is the appropriate childlike phrase to use, yes. Look, I got some policies here, loaded and cocked, ready to go, Amanda. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, just, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, listening. To help Ben out the most. Sure. What if the girl publicly says no, like on Twitter? On Twitter. What's the next step for Ben? Uh, the next step for Ben, I'd say refer to our last question. And grab an apple and a piece of bread. It's going to soothe your tummy. You can get right to sleep. That's not a bad idea. Go to go sleep it off. Sleep it off. Maybe bring it up like every single day for the for the rest of your life. Yeah. Until she says yes. I'd say the, my final piece of advice was would be to continue to be a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> what if that doesn't work? Should he try not being a gremlin? If it doesn't, if if all of these steps so far that we've mentioned lead to no debate which by the by the way that's unlikely to not lead to a debate if you're backing up 15 feet yelling trying every single day using the wonder bread using the apple Mm -hmm. um you're gonna be debating ben (laughs) this is tried and true yeah i mean we've anytime we give advice it's like most definitely coming from 
a place of experience. We've tried this. My own wife. I mean, listen, we're at the dinner table and I'm like, tell me what your stance on uh, border patrol <laughs> is and let's go. And of course, we're at the very long sort of Machiavellian dining room table that's, you know, at least 15 feet long sitting at either ends. There's candles that are lit. Can- candles. Very, the candles singing. Very much like a Victorian setting that I found caters to communicating with my wife. Right? Just everything's a little bigger. Right. Longer. So, So if those things aren't working for Ben from YouTube, you would say to sort of try it in a Victorian dining room setting. Yes, because that's that's going to be maybe the like that or a gymnasium, like where you'd have a basketball game, something that has length. Okay, so, you can really so maybe f- during recess he could hop over the gymnasium and recess is even better, presuming that you're outside, because then the world is your oyster. I mean, there's no like walls to be concerned with, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Ben from YouTube, thanks for writing in. Good luck to you. And yeah, good luck to you. It's time for Ben to go to bed. Go to bed, Ben. Oh, man. It's only been like three minutes, but I forgot what my catchphrase was going to be at the end of each of these kid questions. Uh, it's episode one. So, like, Can we're we just ro- feeling it out. I think it was go to bed. Go. Time to go. And Uncle Vin says, go to bed. Oh, man. Man, that is catchy. <laughs> I can see the t shirt already. <laughs> the tank. Yeah. At Men Like That Con. 2025 yeah when like when it's like a really tried and true segment yeah yeah we'll be handing those out like everyone will wear them be like, oh, then say it say it go to bed say it and i'll be like go to bed <laughs> you'll and be in your glass helmet <laughs> <laughs> i'll be in my glass <laughs> prototype helmet which works now and we'll be on season five what do you mean of works? which we are starting now what do you mean works it doesn't shatter upon impact that's working is that what you're getting toward? The key, so let me just throw out some science because yeah, the kids please. are all to bed. Lindell's in bed. Ben's in bed. We can we can sort of open up the gates. Yeah. And and talk about real stuff now. Welcome to our newest segment, opening up the glass gates with Vin Genova. So helmets. Yeah. Are designed to break instead of your head. A lot of people don't know that. Understood. That's why helmets are a single use case. Which is why I naturally said, what's good at breaking glass? Mm-hmm. Glass helmet. So mm-hmm. It's kind of like my brain kind of works like Da Vinci a little bit in that way. <laughs> but so what, what I have yet to figure out okay. is how do you stop the shards from being lodged in the person's brain? Okay, so it's sort of the the second impact it's almost like second hand yeah impact well i shouldn't say that because the first impact is pretty much of a doozy the glass isn't doing much okay um it shatters instantly it would be like your head hits anyway like a fishnet over your head yeah but in this scenario 2025 men like that kind of figured it out (laughs) okay and i'm saying my catchphrase and everyone's buying the (laughs) t-shirts and the helmet and a helmet (laughs) wearing the helmet um uh, what i really like about the glass helmet was that Jeez. <laughs> Did you spill everywhere? No, nothing spilled. Nothing spilled. I just accidentally hit the table and then caught the glass on my um, We're gonna headphone wire, We're gonna which hit the out. stand. It was a lot of noise, to be honest, for one motion. Yeah, maybe I should add a marker. I kind of like it. Yeah, what what I do like about the glass helmet idea is that you're solving you're solving the one of the most painful realities of the of the more traditional helmet, which is that they're not cool. Yeah. You don't look cool. Right. And with the glass helmet, you're you're sort of saying like, uh, l- 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 little James, my my little boy James, 
You know that really cool Justin Bieber haircut you got? I can still see it. Everyone can still see it. I can still see it, buddy. Let's get into those adult questions. Yeah, you want to get into those salty, salty how-tos? Yes. That's the, I'm working on my own t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> salty, salty. Man, men like that con 2025 is going to be sick. It's going to be sick. What? The, t- the amount of t-shirt variety that our fans will have access to is going to be unprecedented. Unprecedented. You you guys have been to other podcons, all right? This is on a whole other t-shirt level. You're going to come home with an entire new wardrobe. Mom's going to be like, "How was the trip?" And then you're going to like fling open your jacket and it's like it's just like a it's like a Macy's rack of shirts. <laughs> You know what I mean? We also sell the jacket with the Macy's rack included. (laughs) Yeah, I love that jacket. I love that jacket. Yeah. So our first first request for help comes from, hello, it's Brandon from Great Town, New Jersey. Ooh. Brandon wants to know. Hey, Brandon. Thanks for writing in, Brandon. Thanks for writing in. Brandon wants to know, how do I stop crying whenever I remember how I'm not that strong physically? (laughs) (laughs) He also also adds on, I don't want to get stronger. (laughs) I don't want to get stronger. I just want to cry about it less. Don't you dare put a marker. <laughs> I, I I don't, maybe, this is the first episode, and Brandon, hold on tight. I, I, would, I do want to get back to you. Um, so we don't know how our f- audience is going to receive. receive some of this stuff, but I personally like hearing the whacking of microphone stands. That sort of organic podcast flavor. Yeah, and I, I will go out on a limb, and I will die on that limb. Die on it. That audiences also enjoy it i heard someone debating recently uh whether it was cool to hear someone laughing at their podcast on the recording like someone in the room during the recording laughing at something oh like a producer in the background exactly how do you feel about that yeah i also like it i think i like that (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you d'angelo our producer d'angelo oh who I honestly, he's been behind me. I didn't even turn around. I hired. I didn't him. know we had a producer. Ah, this is too confusing already. We can't do. That. <laughs> we don't have a producer. We don't have a producer. But I mean, I'm open to it. If anyone wants to do that. Well, who's us. this guy standing behind me? Oh, that. That's just D'Angelo. That is that your buddy D'Angelo? That's my buddy D'Angelo. Who's next to him? Is that? Oh, that's my assistant. <laughs> that's your assistant, Jeff. If there's one thing I will say about my assistant Jeff, yeah, having known him for a long time now, yeah is that he would not be good in a podcast format. In terms of like speaking? Yes, I am yeah. confident in saying that he has no business in a, in a podcast. And if we, this is episode one of Men Like That, obviously. Sure. Um, if there was like, a, if we were to do seasons in like one and two and three and four. Yeah, sure. And we were to remember to upload all of them. Of course. Um, Jeff would not be good in that, in any of those. Uh, you know, if you sort of like stumbled upon those old recordings, like, like in a time capsule. Yeah, some sort of time cap. If you were a time traveler, yeah, more specifically a time traveler capable of dimensional travel between mm-hmm. different universes, exactly, and and dimensions, and dimensions, yeah, and you were to stumble upon those, maybe they would think that Jeff's okay at it. But I can't see any universe or dimension where we would even let Jeff on the mic. So no, and just it's think not of, worth talking about. Think of really. the likelihood of just also opening up sort of like the great time paradox, while like in the same cracking open of the time capsule the detrimental behavior that could sort of trickle down from there 
is you're saying it's not worth it to decide if if uh, jeff is capable as a podcast it's time to stop as a as a people playing god i think okay well uh, speaking of that uh dimensional travel was involved in my answer to what's his name brandon this is uh hello it's brandon hello it's brandon Mm -hmm. in order to stop crying yeah you sort of have to find the dimension where you are not crying Mm -hmm. and then study what that person is doing because it's easy to give advice Mm -hmm. it's not easy to listen to advice but it's also not easy to give advice (laughs) so if brandon is like we don't know him personally no we don't know what makes him tick we don't know why being a physically weak young man presumably man based on the name would be so affecting to his uh, self-esteem right and i mean we could ballpark it we got a good idea like if you go shopping and you can't buy 15 apples Mm -hmm. because you can't pick them all up at once because you're doing like a 60-day study or something if you're doing some sort of 60-day study like give or take right um so giving that advice is something we can't do we can't particularly give that advice on an individual level right but Mm -hmm. what we can do is to have him find the dimension where he does not cry for being physically weak. It's, this is important. A lot of people get mixed up here. You do not want to find the dimension where you're capable of lifting 60 apples. Okay. You do not want to find that because you won't learn anything about yourself in this dimension. You'll admire that version of yeah. yourself. It, it's almost like every failure in your life is sort of uh, a great lesson in moving on and, and learning how to cope, right? Yeah, glass breaks. It's what you do next. It's what you do next, exactly. So find the dimension where you can't lift 15 apples, yeah. but you're okay with it. And then learn from yourself. Learn from yourself. I'd say there's, there's a whole mess of steps that we've skipped in the, okay, so in how the do dimensional I, travel aspect. How do I get to the, like, the Rolodex of dimensions where I'm just sort of like browsing at whatever pace I choose? I would pop in Interstellar from 2016 with Matthew McConaughey. Uh-huh. I understood that movie. <laughs> Same. And you sort of just follow the same steps. I think it was like live in a tornado prone part of America. Yeah. Have a truck and be very nostalgic about a daughter. I think that you lost along the way some somewhere. Is it a daughter? I think it was a daughter. Okay. Well, so that's a lot on Brandon's plate. That's a, I'm, I'm certainly loading him up with, uh, if I could borrow a phrase, I'm loading him up with quite a few apples here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So let's... Um, at the risk of making this entire episode about him, mm-hmm. why don't I think he's got enough for today? He's obviously emotionally challenged, so we don't want to like pressure. We him don't want to put too much on it. Yeah. Um, why don't we go to some other adults? We'll let Brandon sleep on that. Let him get ready for interdimensional travel first. Yeah. And well, then, I think you and I are in agreement that really the only means of of hope here is to have a truck and a daughter. Yeah, Kansas. Wherever tornadoes are prevalent. So like New York, California, Mexico City. Yep, those are the hotspots. Those are the Tornado Alley, I think it's called. <laughs> all, all of those? Yeah, it's a real big alley. <laughs> it's like a surrounded by water. That's why it's called an alley. Understood. Understood. Man, you're good at Ooh, geography. Oh, that's a bonus. A little bonus advice. <laughs> it's not advice. <laughs> it's a how-to. It's a But it's a piece of information is what it is. Right. Well, if well, it's... It's now advice. If someone was to ask, where's Tornado Alley? Yeah. What What's an alley? And comma, where's Tornado Alley? 
and then someone could pull out a map and drop a few pins and show all the locations of it. Yeah. You want to you wanna hit us with some more uh, how-to requests? This one comes from uh, Scott in Maui. Scott writes, how do I organize my closet? Dang, that's a good question. How do I organize my closet? Is this not the most plaguing, nagging, buzzing gnat in your life? Because I know it's the most buzzing gnat in my life. And- uh, not same. I have an organized closet. Do you? But as um, I think it was Socrates who said, the best way to teach is to know. So, Joe, I want you to kick it off because I already know. <laughs> let, me, let me do a quick dive into that quote. <laughs> the best way to teach is to know, which first of all means nothing. But then you passed the football parallel style mm-hmm. I, to, the two, to the guy in the twosome that just said he doesn't know because he's got a messy closet. Right. Okay. So maybe the best way to learn is to teach. The, Was that... That, I believe... That was Atheon? No, that was Terry Crews. Oh, that's... I get it mixed up a lot. So that's 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 where my head was going. It was the other large Pac-Man. I want you to learn mm-hmm. by teaching Scott from Maui. I get it. So it's sort of like... Uh, the It's there, right? Yeah. The way to do this is there. And by articulating it to Scott from Maui, I will then in turn have the answers I seek... To help my own closet situation mm-hmm. multiple birds with one question is that saying so let me give you a little yeah please hint shelves shelves yeah. just start spitballing on shelves shelves now my mind just flooded with the highly highly visual notion of horizontal boards stacked in a closet so let me hit you with this and you tell okay. me if i'm on the right track. You're, you're already off the track but i'm gonna let you finish okay because failure is also a learning tool I believe, yeah, I believe that's uh, another callback on this show, though. So we're really kicking, we're kicking A right now. Mm-hmm. For a first episode, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. It's almost like this train's been running a lot longer, but it's funny, though, because it just hasn't been. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is, this is how you organize your closet. If I had to take a stab at it, and Vin, you can tell me where I'm wrong after I'm done. You're going to let me finish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you finish out of the kindness of my heart. You're going to pull, presumably... Scott from Maui has a closet that's loaded with junk. We're not dealing with an empty closet. Would you agree? This is a packed, existingly packed closet. Yes. Okay. Someone in this situation wouldn't be looking at an empty closet saying, how do I best organize the stuff in my room, for example, into this empty closet? No, no, no. First step, step one, rip everything out. Rip everything out of the closet. You're going to want to default that closet. Okay. Default it. So you were, you, you started off so wrong. But then slowly drifted back to being right to where I would say that that was a very good first step. Wow. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate You're that. You're really learning. So what what would you do next with Shell? Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah. Okay. Lumber section. Lumber section. Got it. Specifically? Do you want to know the specific section? Yes. The molding department. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. Do you know how like you have... Mold. This is this is this is maybe a bit of a psychological deep dive, which I'm not sure if you are prepared for, right? Because I didn't prep you. I didn't say, "Whoa, Vin, I'm about to like freak you out." Right. I'm about to really blow that bean of yours. Right. I'm not freaked outable. So, <laughs> let's see, man. <laughs> I didn't get into my molding thing yet. So here's what I'm thinking. Home Depot, you're going to buy a whole bunch of molding. And for those of you that don't know, because I'm now a homeowner and like I know all about molding and stuff, molding is that little white thing on your ceiling or on your floor. And it's where, you know, where it's where the wall meets the, meets the floor and you, and you put this little like white, usually typically white wood thing. 
man, it makes all the difference. It makes everything look so nice. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. I know you do. Right. Yeah. Because we're not the ones. Yeah. This, I, this is for Scott from I Maui. just hope Scott from Maui knows what molding is. Yeah. The, the, I, have a, I have a feeling he doesn't, but I That's just why he's a really learning, description. He's learning like two things in one now, which is good. Man, what an educational show we put on for everybody. You're welcome, first of all. So you're going to buy approximately 100 times as much molding as could fit in your closet's perimeter. Okay. You with me so far? I'm with you. I th- I think you might be a little off on the shelf aspect. We didn't get to the shelves yet. We didn't get to the shelves yet. That's why I'm a little concerned. Okay, because you think that that step, step would, have, would have hit already? Is that what you're telling me? You know what? I don't want to guide you through this. This is your journey that you need to learn. So continue. I think, I think basically what I'm saying is like install so much molding inside of your closet so that it looks decadent. You want this to look like when someone sees your new closet, it should look like the king's closet. Right. Prince's closet. That's right. Prince. May he rest in peace. You want this to be the most fancy closet because here's here's where this psychological bomb I uh, I mentioned previously comes in. You're more likely to put your shoes neatly inside, to hang your shirt up, to if, press your shirt. If it's covered in molding. If it's covered in molding. If it's the fancy... Here, here's, here's my next step. You put all that molding in, spray paint, glitter gold inside. Oh. Glitter gold inside. Glitter bomb. Glitter bomb. Is that a thing? Maybe. What do you think? I think you're close. What did I miss? Let me just take over. I'm always trying to give you a launch pad. Yeah. Let just pass the football over to me. Horizontal pass, Terry Crews style. Behind That's what he was famous for, right? The line of the line of scrimmage. Line of scrimmage is where they kick the playoff. So what I was going to say is that the sh- the shelving needs to be vertical. Vertical. And covered in Velcro. Which side of the Velcro? Whichever side isn't on the shelves. Okay. The opposite side. Okay. So are you following me? Here's so what far. you're going to do. You're going to come home from wherever it is that you were. Home Depot. From Home Depot, let's say spitballing and just take off whatever needs to go into the closet mm-hmm. roll it up into a ball and throw it at the shelf because it will stick to the velcro okay listen so far i'm with you explain to me how this is more organized than your typical standard disorganized closet because of the shelves can i piggyback because I, I got something good here for yes. for scott from maui okay so what you're going to want to do is put your vertical shelves which is a great idea i love it you're going to want to put it on an axle so that those vertical shelves spin. Okay. You with me so far? Yeah. I think you're going to add a gear of some kind so that you can spin them at will. Okay. Right? You're going to throw your clothes, which have the Velcro on them, at the vertical shelves. And then when you have company, you're going to turn the gear, then hiding, your your vertical shelves are going to spin, then hiding the mess and showing a plain, flat, very shallow closet is how <laughs> it will look, but empty and perfect. Wow. Covered in molding. The other the other side of the vertical <laughs> shelf covered molding. in molding. Yeah. Covered. Wow. Stacks of molding. It's so organized, efficient, and best of all, it's it will it will entertain all of your guests. Yeah, that's if you get like a little tipsy and you start showing the gear. But really the idea Well, there's no door, so they're gonna see it. They're gonna see it, but it really will just look like a flat wall if you do it right. Which is impressive, yes. It's like pretty impressive. So basically, I think you're welcome, Scott from Maui. Yeah, you're welcome, Scott from Maui. This one is uh, Glenn from Brussels writing in. Glenn writes, I ran the numbers and discovered that pancakes are actually better at holding syrup. So why do you think the Belgian government is still supporting WAF? The message ends there. That's weird. A little nervous for uh, Glenn from Brussels safety, but maybe we should help him out uh, in case he's still listening. Yeah, Glenn, a very common German name. So he 
Where's Brussels? It's not Germany. <laughs> you knew that, which is why he said it. Um, so he stumbles upon the pancake numbers, which I think in the alternate universe where, let's say we recorded season three, we dedicated a lot of time to. Let's say, sure. Um, just, yeah, just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It's something that the Belgian government doesn't take lightly. No. And my, I think our best advice to this would be to drop it. <laughs> Glenn, what we're saying is drop it. Drop it. And I, honestly, I don't even feel safe continuing to even should I add discuss a mar- it. Should right I now. add a marker and like we should cut this? Yes. Okay. Um, that was close. Man, pancakes sure don't hold syrup well. Nope. They never have. They never will. Man, they sure aren't sponges for delicious syrup. That's what we... That is MLT's stance on uh, pancakes. Official stance. Copyright 2019. <sighs> men like that. You want to do one more uh, how-to? Grant from Hazlitt, New Jersey writes in... How do I achieve a work-life balance? Ooh, I like this question a lot. Yeah, it's a really important question. I think we all ask ourselves this. This is easy. This will be quick. It's a quick one. Which is good because we got a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah, we have a lot. First, you're going to want to weigh your work mm-hmm. and weigh your life. Let me let me stop you. How do okay. I do that? With a scale, just a scale. Okay. And once you get the weights, you need sort of a... If you wanted to go to Home Depot and say, get some molding, this will work for this. If you have some leftover molding from your closet, put it out on a a pyramid. Okay. Put what out? The molding. The molding? Lay the molding across okay. a pyramid that hopefully has wheels because you're going to need to move it. So you're going to need a pyramid on wheels for this. Yes. For this how-to. <laughs> it should be about, depending on how much your work life weighs, it should be about, let's say, four and a half feet. What is the pyramid made of? Where can I get one? These well, are questions I think our listeners are asking. I want to make sure we... we they sell that. them in the grocery store. You, you will need to get wheels from... Casters, I believe they're called. Staples. Casters from Staples? I, I would just... Uh, while you're at Home Depot, I would just grab the casters. That's just me. I wouldn't get them from there. They're, no, they're not good they're there. They're not good there. Yeah, that, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like nobody's hitting the mic stands every 10 seconds. That's not... What's... They're definitely not doing that. So what was I saying? Okay, so get the casters from Staples. And by... (laughs) You're so Italian. (laughs) You can't give this bad advice without (laughs) wagging your finger at the mic stand. I'm not going to point any fingers, but I think maybe the wire's in a bad spot. I can move the wire. It's too close to my... You could pull the wire right here. Tug it down. Not going to do it. Okay, you'd rather hit it. I understand. (laughs) Staples is not the store you're thinking of. Mm. There is a local store. Every local has it. Mm -hmm. The walls are actually made of staples. It's Mm. good during hurricane season because it's metal. (laughs) And sturdy. But they sell the best casters. So that's where you want to get them from. (laughs) Put them on the bottom of the pyramid you got from the grocery store. Lay the molding from Home Depot on top. Mm-hmm. Now you go, you're going to want to get your work. You're going to want to put it on one end of the molding. Yeah. You're going to want to put your life on the other end of the molding. Sure. And now you're going to move the pyramid, which is now on the finest casters you could buy. <laughs> They're only three ninety nine a piece. Yeah. I honestly had no idea what you're talking about. And now I must admit, this is a great visual you've concocted. Thank you. <laughs> so now you're going to, you're going to notice that when, when people put it right in the middle mm-hmm. first yeah and you're gonna find that work is gonna hit the ground and life is gonna be up in the air sure it's works naturally just a little bit heavier it is so you're gonna want to move that pyramid uh-huh. until 
both of them are not touching the ground. Sure. As in like do, do a balance thing. Mm-hmm. Use the balance as it's meant. Balance it. Balance it. I think we've spent enough time on this. Can I ask though, we have, you've definitely explained how to build the mechanism, I think thoroughly, which everyone appreciates. What is the desired outcome to have less molding on the work side, more on the life side? You know, I've never really looked at it. Yeah, you've never built because, this. Because, well, no, I have built you it. You have built this, okay. But the thing is, is when your life and your work mm-hmm. both revolves around glass, mm-hmm. it's it's actually placed directly on the floor because you don't need balance. I see. So maybe if you wanted to weigh in on I the understand. molding. So yeah. you've, ma- you've made the mechanism before, you just don't need it. Yeah, I made it. And then when I put my glass work and my glass life on the mechanism. Yeah, it was um, perfect. It's just perfect. Yeah, I got a call and it said, why are you using the pyramid? Yeah, you don't need it. You don't need it. You so, don't need it. You're, a, you're an artisan glass blower. Some you don't of need us it. are lucky like that. You know, when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. You end up blowing glass. Sometimes it breaks, but that's life. Yeah. And when, when the glass, glass breaks. It's what you do next. It's what you do next. I, I don't want to leave Grant hanging here. Sure. Did you see what I did hanging? Because he's trying to balance the thing. Yeah, he's precariously hanging from the left side or the right side. Which side is the work side? We'll let Grant decide. We'll let Grant decide. But you, did did you have any advice on how long the molding would be for the work side? Well, I was recently buying molding with my father at Home Depot. And here's a little anecdote for you. You have to cut it yourself at a cutting station. Okay. Like a peasant, which I think is, I think is just a fun... In the year 2019, I couldn't believe that's how it went. And you know what? The other, the other thing that crossed my mind is there's just a saw, just loose for the customer. <laughs> there's just a, there's just a sharp piece of metal, ready and waiting for customers as they're browsing. Can you believe that? Yeah, you no, know, I'm not saying I'm going to do anything, you know, unsavory with that saw, but just the idea in the society we live in, in this society, that there's just a loose saw. I can go to Home Depot right now, grab that saw, which is loose, and walk around the loose. store with it. That's good advice. Thanks, man. Do you think that that saw is easy to steal other saws with? You could definitely do a stick up with a saw. It's scary. <sighs> you want to wrap the show up and uh, and help each other out a little bit in the process? Sure. Wait, you need you need to say your catchphrase. Salt? Something about salt, was it? Want to get to some salty, salty how-tos? Oh, I thought there was something you were saying after everything. We didn't do that. No, mine's the precursor. Okay. So yours is yours caps off your segment. Where yeah, where mine kicks off the next one. We're only one episode in, and it's already a total failure. So we just wrapped up some salty, salty how tos. Oh, there we go. T-shirts are back on. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap up the show with our uh, not daily. It was episodely. Well, if you listen to it every day, it's daily. We're gonna wrap up the show with our episodely. With our daily advice. With our to each other. I'm going to help Vin with something. He's going to help me. Vin, what do you need help with? Let me show you how to do something. So I'm having a lot of trouble removing the glass wad from the punty. Do you have any tips on how to make the pontial marks less noticeable? I would say remain, <clears throat> keep it more liquid. Lean liquid with your glass formula. Lean liquid. Okay. Yeah. I think that's going to help a lot out there. And I know a lot of the glass blowers out there suffering from pontial marks will also appreciate that advice. Yeah, you guys, you guys can have that one for free. Thank you. Hey, Ben, um, how do I choose the right smart thermostat? Oh, that's easy. You're going to want to drive yeah. to the nearest waterfall. It's pretty far. 
it's pretty far, but it's going to be worth it. Okay. You get out of the car. Yeah. You have sort of the three thermostats there ready to go. The three, like my three options? Yeah. So I have to buy all three? You have to buy all three. Okay. You have to drive your car Mm -hmm. up to the nearest waterfall. While you're there, you got to rent two more cars. Okay. You rent the two cars. Okay. You put, you open the doors to all of the cars. Sure. And you place one thermostat on each driver's seat. Okay. Make sure the cars are as close to the waterfall as possible. Sure, sure, sure. Close the doors of the cars. Yeah. And now you have to rent a fourth car to go home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that you're home. When you say rent. Now you just got to wait. Mm-hmm. Because the smartest thermostat will show up in your driveway. <laughs> it's like a lost dog. Yeah. <laughs> Homeward Bound 2 presented by Homewell. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why a lot of people do this experiment. Yes. And they just put the three cars like in a nearby park. Well, I think I know why. May I? Why? I think it's, it's easier. We've gotten lazy as a society. We no, I'm saying I understand the point of the waterfall system. Okay. Which is to say, you know that sort of like mist that kicks up at the top of the waterfall mm-hmm. from all of like the splashing water? Yeah. That tends to mess with weaker thermostat sensors. Yes. And the thing is, the the very smart but not quite smart enough thermostats mm-hmm. tend to put the car immediately in reverse no matter what. Mm-hmm. So this waterfall system Instead of giving them the chance to sort of find the way all the way back, they go right off the edge, right, right in the, uh, right in the start. Okay. And then the dumbest thermostat will get lost, and the smart one goes forward first. Yep. And then makes it all the way home, so it's going to cost you about sixty-five thousand dollars. But in the end, you'll have the perfect one for your home. It's going to know exactly what temperature to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for men like that. Like and subscribe on all the uh, different platforms and. Uh, Episode one of Men Like That. Episode one. You've you've made it through to episode one of Men Like That. I think more importantly, Vin, you and I made it through episode one of Men Like That. Yeah. For our first time, I'd say it's not that bad. For our first show ever, pretty good. Now it's time for the adults to go to bed. <laughs> oh, t-shirts at menlikethat.com slash shirts. <laughs>